1: It is that time. It is Thursday. It is September 8th. It is two days before Notre Dame takes on Marshall. That's Ryan Roberts. I'm Brian Driscoll and we're going to dive right into it. Today we're talking keys to victory and we're going to do it a little bit different today, Ryan, because the reality is this game to me is bigger than just Marshall. This game is bigger than just, okay, here's what you need to do to beat Marshall. The reality is Notre Dame should beat Marshall and should beat Marshall convincingly. Obviously, that's not a given because, as we said, Marshall's a better team than Toledo was last year, and we saw what happened with Toledo. But if Notre Dame's having struggles against Marshall, we're having a whole different conversation after this game. So what we're going to do today is kind of do a little bit of a combination of what does Notre Dame need to do specifically to beat Marshall and then, what does Notre Dame need to do to also sort of get itself some much-needed momentum to kind of roll through next week? So, when we thought about all the different keys, and there's a lot of different ways you can go with this, Ryan. But when we thought about all the different keys, we tried to look at it from the standpoint of, okay, one art. What are the things that aren't just about this game, but also things that you know are are moving forward type of things? But also not the simplistic stuff like don't turn the ball over, you know, and tackle better. Those things are obviously important. But those are always important, no matter who you're playing. So we're going to kind of look at it from a a specific and a holistic, you know, if you want to go micro, macro, whatever expression you want to use, that's what we're going to do today, Ryan. Because it's not just about beating Marshall. It's about getting your program really going in the right direction and saying, hey, you're going to build up some much needed confidence. Because that's one thing we're going to talk about, especially on offense, right, is confidence. And I think, getting that win for marcus freeman obviously getting that first win which now your odds are pretty good it's going to now come at home but also building up for next week's test is going to be even tougher than this and then the week after is going to be tougher than that and then the week after is going to be tougher than that so it's about building yourself up and giving yourself ready to really start rocking and rolling here moving forward
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate
3: inferior opponents in the first week of the season, Brian, it's a get right game, right? Like Mm -hmm. you want to start to build that momentum and then roll into a very important part of the schedule, obviously. Right. And we've talked about the next couple weeks. Aren't the most daunting of a task for a Notre Dame team, but the the point blank is that they need to get themselves ready because before you know it, before you blink your eye, they're going to be playing some, some good football teams in the middle of the season and down the stretch. Like there's, there's some talent that's obviously on this schedule outside of just the Ohio state game that they just played. So I don't want to call this a get right game because I mean you're coming off a loss, right? So like you need to you need to win, right? Like that's mm-hmm. the point blank period, but you need to really start building confidence. I mean, you mentioned on the offensive side of the football, you need your sophomore quarterback to start building confidence. You need your offensive line to start gelling and gain confidence in one another. You need your wide receivers to play with confidence. Like all the the big picture here. Is that you want to come out of this game? Your players feeling good about themselves. That is the key to this, to this, uh, to this game, and to this challenge that is in front of Notre Dame on Saturday. So let's
1: begin with the offense, Ryan, and, and and I think this is the side of the ball that I think we're most concerned about for Notre Dame. This is the side of the ball that, I mean is the primary reason their own one. I mean, if we're going to be honest with you and special teams didn't play great either, but special teams didn't cost you points. It cost you field position, which can then yeah. indirectly lead to points. But ultimately it's about the offense, not being able to, to take advantage of the opportunities that were there. And that's mm-hmm. really the first key for the offense is they've got to eliminate the mistakes that cost them, yards cost them first downs cost them points against Ohio State those mistakes being you know missed assignments up front right it's about missed opportunities in the pass game guys are open you've got to hit it balls there you've got to catch it you know offensive pass interference penalties you know offensive penalties in other regard and just the sloppy things like getting lined up you're already backed up deep in your own territory and then you got to go minus five because your receivers aren't lined up properly, and then you get a false start and all these type of things. There are a lot of mistakes like that that we saw at every position on Saturday that have to get cleaned up and cleaned up in a hurry because this is a Marshall team that is going to attack. It's a Marshall team that's going to be aggressive. It's a Marshall team that's going to do things to try to make you make mistakes. And if you don't clean that stuff up, that's how you allow this to become a Toledo, a ball state, a game that we've seen in the past, where Notre Dame allows an inferior opponent. And I mean that with no disrespect to Marshall or they're really good for their level, but it's yep. their level. They should not be on Notre Dame's level, you know? So, so what does Notre Dame need to do to, to quickly show that it's eliminate the mistakes. Don't let Marshall's aggressive style cause you to make mistakes, use it against them to create some big opportunities, which we'll get to, but it's really about playing a clean game. That's really what this is going to start off with offensively.
3: Well, I mean, it is, it's, it's really important in every football game, right? If we're just trying to be like the all-encompassing thing for a second is to be clean. But I mean, specifically in this game, you don't want to kill yourself, right? Like you don't want to hurt yourself unnecessarily because there's always going to be things in a football game that just do not work out the way you plan. I mean, we talked about you get t- coaches trying to ha- – try. I, uh, we talked about coaches having adjustments and trying to go away from the initial plan all the time. Things happen Always. But you don't, want to, you don't want to shoot yourself in the foot, right? Like, you don't want to kill yourself. And that's, like, my biggest thing, especially because, like, in this game, Brian, if the Notre Game does have a sequence of penalties or they do miss some blocks, you can still win this game convincingly. Like, that that's how that's how much better talent-wise you are than a Marshall team. But Ohio State, what did we just see? Early on in that game, they had a lot of – their game had a lot of penalties early in that game. It settled down until the pass interference – offensive pass interference penalty of Matt Salerno in the fourth. But there were some – there were some penalties early. You missed blocks all night. So immediately you're playing against a good football team in Ohio state and you just shot yourself in the foot unnecessarily. Like those things are within your control and you did not take care of business from an efficiency perspective, from a, just a process perspective. It wasn't necessarily that Ohio state was better than you. So you didn't you so you, you just missed the block. No, it's stopped running the feet, taking bad angles, unnecessary penalties like things happens in that game that can kill you and your margin for error is not as big when you're playing against those better teams. And this is a model game almost to a degree, right? Like you want to model the behavior and the style that you're going to use when you're playing against, the BYUs and the USC's and the Clemson's like, that's what you're trying to do for me is that you are trying to get into a rhythm where this is the same rhythm that you're going to play in the bigger games. You're just doing it in a much efficient manner. And you are being consistent with your technique. That is the keys for this game. I don't want to see any unnecessary shooting in the foot. If, if Notre Dame needs to leave this game clean, consistent and feeling better about themselves. Those are the three things that I am most looking forward to on Saturday.
1: Our number two is going to be a repeat from last week, and that is start fast. It's going to be for completely different reasons, though. The biggest thing for me, Ryan, is the first point was kind of big picture. This one is more specific to Marshall, but also will have lasting effects, and that is this is an offense in desperate need of confidence, and that's something that we saw that was lacking a little bit on Saturday. They played hard, but they didn't play like a group that knew that they were going to go out and score on Ohio State. You know, one of the things we talked about in the past, is there were just times in the Notre Dame offense took the field, and you could just see they lacked the confidence to know they were about to go down and score and make this big play or put this game away or come from behind and win and those type of things against big opponents. And that continued on Saturday. And you've got to learn how to really seize those moments. I think this team needs a huge dose of confidence, and I think the best way to do that is to come out against Marshall and start fast. That's imperative on Tommy Reese to come out with a game plan that's really aggressive, and we'll, we'll kind of you know, get on to some of that. We're, we're not going to have that as a key. You know, be aggressive. <laughs> That's real generic. It's more specific in, in that you've got to come out in ways to say, Hey, look, how can we come out early and say, Hey, we got to get Lorenzo going early. We've got to get Braden going early. We got to get Chris Tyree or whoever going early. we got to get Tyler into some really early success opportunities. We've got to do some things to get this offense rolling down the field right away with your early script, with your adjustments, and if this team comes out and they struggle early Ryan, it's going to be it, all of a sudden that doubt starts to creep into your head on both sides of the ball. Okay, here we go again defense. It's another week where we got to carry the offense, right? You don't want that. You want that gone now. And I think that is something this offense needs. I feel like because of how young it is, and again, I'm not using youth as an excuse. I'm tired of youth as being an excuse. We have seen teams with youth go and win championships. But those teams with youth didn't youth didn't always look phenomenal in September. And that, right. that's the point. So it's about building on top of that youth to get those guys going. I think it's imperative that they get some of those, those younger players to get some confidence in themselves. Hey, man, you are this good. There's a reason why you're starting. There's a reason why you're starting left tackle, right tackle, quarterback, top receiver, running back, whatever. And I think we need to see some of that early success. And I think that it's, it's really important. There's three players for me more than any others that I need to see getting some some early opportunities and building some confidence. We'll talk about those here in a little bit, uh, specifically because one of our keys is going to be about this, but I just think an offense as a whole, the line, the quarterback, the skill players, they all need to get something rolling early to be like, okay, guys, we're fine. We, we didn't play well last week, but that's not us. That's not who we are. We're, we're going to be fine. Yeah.
3: Well, I think offense is such a momentum-based side of the football, right? Like, we talk about the rhythm of the quarterback position all the time, but rhythm goes from a offensive line perspective it goes from a pacing as a as a route runner perspective it goes as a runner just in general in the run game right so i think getting in rhythm is the biggest thing right because if if this team is in rhythm i think that that confidence is just going to kind of exude and then you know kind of increase throughout the game because i I feel like i repeat myself every show brian but like notre dame does not have a lack of talent right like it's Mm -hmm. not a talent issue When a player reaches his potential, it's because the confidence has hit a level where their athleticism can take over, right? The technique and the confidence have given them the tools to now unleash the talent that that, that they have at the skill position, on the offensive line, etc. And I think that that's what you need to see, is if Notre Dame's able to get in a rhythm, get the run game going, get Tyler Buckner some easy completions, hit a couple deep shots those things will inherently bring up the confidence just for bait for getting that offense in rhythm. That's the biggest thing for me is I want this to look like it's a methodical offense throughout this game. You know, like I want things to work off of each other and everything to make sense last, last week, everything looked a little disjointed. And why was it disjointed? Because, couldn't run the ball very well at points, mm-hmm. right? Like you couldn't and you were getting yourself behind the chains at, at spots and you weren't trusting your quarterback enough and you're ruining your rhythm and the monotony of the offense, right? Like, and so I think that that's the biggest thing for me is I want to see the rhythm in this offense. Yeah. I think point number three, it comes
1: down to what is the heart of this football team supposed to be? And the hardest football team is supposed to be your ability to win in the trenches. Got your butt kicked in the trenches in the opener. I think specifically, you know, it's not just about confidence. It's it's about you got to start playing well. So the offensive line has to step up and play well. They have to show growth. They don't need to look like a Joe Moore Award winner in game two, but they have to look a lot better than they did on Saturday. What does that look like? Technically, moving your feet, right? Using your hands, finishing off blocks, picking up the things that we talked about that they saw. Marshall's going to throw a lot at this offensive line. Marcus Freeman did announce today that Jarrett Patterson will play on Saturday. You know, Does that mean he's going to start? Is he going to be a guard? Is he going to be a center? Is he going to work in? We don't know the specifics of that. That He was not asked that at the press conference, but he is going to play. My expectation is, is that he would start. I don't know why you would play him if you're not going to start him. Uh, I'm curious to see how having him in the lineup improves the communication from the offensive line. That is something I'm very curious about. Uh, which then can help eliminate some of the mistakes because he's telling people where they need to be. I'm curious of having a veteran like him besides Zeke Correll, help Zeke Carell play better and get back to being the guy that he was in the spring and in fall camp. But in the, at the end of the day, the offensive line has to play well. That means getting a push up front in the run game against a, 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 a good front seven, not a great front seven, but also a front seven that struggled to run the ball at or stop the run last year. And so you've got to come out. You've got to run the ball effectively. you got to give your quarterback time to throw the football. It's a must. And all of it comes down to just the offensive line playing their game. And I want to see them also, Ryan, on top of this, you know, I have down here, offensive line has to shine. It goes a little bit beyond that. It's not just about playing well against an inferior opponent. I want to see them play with some attitude. I want to see them, you know, Marcus Freeman said today at his press conference that they weren't happy with how they played. Okay, show me. I don't care that you verbally say you're not happy with how you played. Show me that you weren't happy with how you played. And that to me is in shows in two areas. One, you play better, right? And number two, you play a little ticked off. And I think that can be good for guys. And and that's kind of what we saw a little bit against BC back in 17 when they really struggled against Georgia. I want to see it now against Marshall and then really start to steamroll and and or snowball a little bit into future performances. But you, you got to get right and you got to get right quickly. They can't afford to wait uh, two months for this offensive line to get right. They've got to get right now and and be rolling by the time they go play North Carolina. You're not going to beat North Carolina 13 to 10, right? Get it rolling by the time you head out to BYU in October and you play Stanford and those teams. The offensive line has to get going and going quickly or this offense isn't going to be be able to play to its full potential
3: doesn't take any talent to play hard I felt like last week Brian like we saw players feet obviously stopping on contact a ton we we talked about that but man I, I don't want to sing off just Josh Lugg because it wasn't just Josh Lugg but there were some points where I'm just like I, I don't like can can you find work sir like it, it just seemed like he was just kind of standing around and not really sure like I again that kind of goes back to confidence a little bit I want the offensive line to also get become a more confident unit this week but man, I just want to see a higher effort of play, if I'm being honest. Like, there was just some points where it's like, finish that block, find work, do the little things. If you can do all those little things, then again, I think that your your talent is going to take over because uh, there's not a talent deficiency on this offensive line. It was just a technical mess at points last week. And if you have Jared Patterson back, Brian, although I'm sure he won't be 100% if he does play and or if he does start, but you have no excuses at that point anymore, right? Like, that's your that's your starting five. There's no excuses for not playing better than you did last week. They need, Notre Dame needs a big bounce back on the offensive line.
1: Yep. Point number four, big key to this game, and this is practical to beating Marshall and also practical to or important to getting your team going, and that is perimeter success. The, off- the receivers especially are the focus here. Now, I want to see some perimeter success in the run game. I want to see some perimeter success in the screen game. That's part of this. But the bigger focal point of this to me is wide receiver play. Tommy Reese has got to put more on his receivers. Tyler Buckner has to put it on his receivers and give them opportunities to go make plays. He did that a couple times on Saturday, and they made plays for him really three times. I mean, you know, gave Matt Salerno a chance to make a play, and he did. Gave Brayden Lindsay or excuse me, Lorenzo Stiles, Well, actually, four times gave Lorenzo Styles a chance to make a play early and he made it. Gave Brayden Lindsay a chance to make a play in that game and he made it. One thing the receivers did well is when the ball was there, they won. They won at the catch point. I mean, Lorenzo outplayed, you know, those guys for a ball where they were closing in on him quickly. Brayden Lindsay made a great play on a diving catch against decent coverage, pretty decent coverage. You know, Kevin Bauman made a really good play on a on a ball that was behind him. I think that was partly on Kevin Bauman because I thought he bent bent in a little too much. He should have stayed up the seam a little bit more. You know, you saw Salerno make the play. So that was the one good takeaway from the receivers, is they won contested throws on Saturday when given the opportunity. They also gained separation on Saturday when and just didn't get the ball. So they needed to get there. So we need to see that happen on Saturday against a quality secondary, but not one that's like Ohio state. Let's be honest. I mean, these corners are good players. Really? This is one of the better group of five corner tandems that you're going to see in my opinion, but that's a whole lot different than a Denzel Burke cam Brown group of corners or, you know, what Notre Dame has and other teams are going to play are going to have the receivers need to come out and have success against this group. Win contested catches get open work, you know, and, and then also part of that too, Ryan is, not only do they need to have success, it's also a big part of this is game plan wise. And and I really want to see three guys become focal points of this offense early. I want to see Chris Tyree get going. Now, I'm cool if Audrick Estimate eventually becomes, you know, your quote unquote top back as far as you're inside the tackle stuff. That's fine. Chris Tyree needs the ball more and he needs it in more ways than just jet sweeps and on the perimeter. You need to get him going downhill. You need him going in the counter game. You need to get him going in the perimeter and the screen game and pass game. You know, throw him a now screen instead of Michael Mayer. You know, you need, and the other two are Braden Lindsey and Lorenzo Styles. If I'm Tommy Reese, my game plan early is going to be designed on trying to get those guys rolling early. Now, so it can be screens, but it's got to be crossers. It's got to be the overs. It's got to be you know, stuff where you're giving them shots down the field. And then, look, if you want to get them going on some jets and stuff like that, that's cool too. You got to get them some shots down the field and Tyler's got to hit them, right? So the, they they are, they are the focal point of what my game plan would be this week. Not just because I think that's what you need to do to beat Marshall, because I think Marshall is going to come into this game knowing that their box is not – look, they're not Ohio State. They know that. They're not going to just come in and beat Notre Dame's tail up front. They don't have Jack Sawyer and those kind of guys to give their name problems. They're still going to have to do with numbers, and they know that. Notre Dame's needs to know that, and that means you've got to say, okay, our game plan is to make you pay and pay early for that, and that is by allowing the perimeter players to make plays because any team that comes into Notre Dame right now and, says, and, and does anything other than I'm going to make your perimeter guys beat me is not coached by someone who has a sound game plan because well, those guys have not proven that they can do it consistently right yeah. now. And so that's that's really a key to me. Tyree, Lindsey Styles are a big part of my early game plan, if I'm Tom Reese
3: and, and that all fits into what we've been clamoring for all offseason, Brian. I feel like we've talked a lot about it. Like, I want to see the RPO have a big influence in the in the passing game, and I want to see that ability to create explosive plays, right? So explosive plays, whether that is a switch down the field, whether that is just a, a vertical route, whether that is post-wheel. Like, I don't care what the concept is. The point is, is that I want to see some vertically oriented explosive plays. And I want to see the implementation of the screen game and the RPO game, let your athletes be athletes in space. But at the end of the day, your athletes in space, that's not all you can just, you can't just live off of that all the time, right? Like that has to be an heavy dose of your offense, but in order to lighten the box, get more better numbers in certain spots, you need to be able to push the ball down the field. And we think that Notre Dame can, because I mean, even last week, Brian, where like it wasn't great. You still hit a, couple deep shots you know like you hit that that throw to Matt Salerno it was a great catch like you said you hit the the shot to Braden Lindsay you saw uh, Lorenzo Styles, you know make a great adjustment to a football on a short route and then go 50 yards like you've seen those things and you know it's there it's just that those things need to become a more consistent element of this passing game because if they can and you can loosen the box and you can get your players in space then you're I mean, it's going to be tough for you to stop. I mean, we'll, we'll just phrase it like that, because you're still going to have the running get-backs. You're still going to have Tyler Buckner's running ability. If you're able to establish that consistency in the passing game, then it's almost like a pick-your-poison type of thing, and that, that's, that's going to be huge. I need to see some big plays on Saturday for Notre Dame. It's imperative, and in multiple ways, too, not just deep shots. Like, I want to see explosive plays out of the RPO game, out of the screen game, out of the, just the running game. Like I need to see explosive plays and, and and there's a few different ways you can get there, but the key is that I need to see it. Need to see it.
1: If it comes down to it and this team can't rip off big plays against Marshall, you start to get a little bit concerned. And again, it's still just two games. It is. It's just two games, but it's kind of like if you can't do it against Marshall, when's it
3: going to happen? Right. And that's where it gets a little bit concerning. And so I want to see it happen. And it's, and it's not the first game of the season where you can look at it as like a tune-up game and like, oh, just you know, timing was off. It's the second game of the season, and while you're correct, it's still only two games. I get it. You just played in a big football game that you should have been mentally prepared for, and now you're in a second week where you know that there's improvements that need to happen. I also agree that if, if it doesn't happen this week, then I start to question what the, proge- the progression is for this team because it will always get better, but is it going to get better quick enough is my biggest question. Right we <laughs>